Hi everyone, welcome back to my podcast, Speak Universal. Today I'm joined here with a very special guest, Ananya, and she has a podcast. Uh, it's very, very good. I listened to a couple of episodes and it has so much about the stigmas against um, Indians and like how it feels to be, um, you know, they see. So you can introduce your podcast a little bit. Yeah. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Ananya, and my podcast, The Daisy Reality, is all about mental health and breaking the stigma that exists in the South Asian community. Um, it's obviously something that's very, very prevalent, and it's not very talked about. So, yeah, that's kind of why I started the podcast, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. So um, this is really exciting, and today that's a little bit about what we're going to talk about um, regarding the stigma against South Asians and how we kind of deal with it. So um, I can start off with how it feels kind of to be in a community um, of, you know, South Asians and internalized racism within that community. So um, a lot of it is kind of not talked about, in my opinion, because we have a lot of racism that and stereotypes of um, people outside of the community, but also within. So, um, yeah. So like a little bit about that is that I know there are people who want to be anything but you know the skin color we are and like how to kind of break that idea and embrace what the culture we have and how it is a unique culture that should be kind of embraced. yeah I, I definitely agree and I think there's a lot of people who almost will want to nitpick parts of our culture or parts of our ethnicity for their betterment but then they will just completely like I don't know, even though disrespect the rest of it, whether that's cultural appropriation, whether that's, you know, even something as small as like this obsession with tans that Westernized cultures have. And then in our culture, it's like we literally will spend thousands of dollars to lighten our skin as much as we can. Literally, I completely agree. Um, There are so many skin bleaching creams. Like I know there's Fair and Lovely that's like kind of getting um, canceled right now, which is really good because people are trying to more embrace their color and i know like as a south indian there is a lot of you know stigma like oh like you're darker so you're less beautiful or like something like that which is also very much internalized um we like you were saying ananya like we try to get away from tanning as much as possible especially in the summer um at least for like a lot of people that i know we try especially when they're like south asian we try so hard to kind of fit that um beauty standard that is more lighter skin is pretty and darker skin isn't and um what other do you know any other like stereotypes or any other like internalized stigmas against south asians that you would like to talk about yeah definitely um i guess one that's super prevalent is just like I think like growing up, we all kind of accepted that we weren't the beauty standard. And that's something I always will bring up because Mm -hmm. I think it's insane to me how as a little girl, like I legitimately just accepted that I was not beautiful. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, now that I look at like my younger self now, I think I was a beautiful child and it sucks to see how much I just kind of accepted it. It wasn't even like self-hatred or self-loathe. It was just like, yeah, that's just how it is. And it was just yeah I don't know did you have a similar experience yeah I had like a very similar experience when I was younger you know like when we had like a Crayola box you would get all these colors and that one was skin color and it was this peach light skin and I remember drawing when I was younger and I would draw all these like beautiful like 
figurines, which aren't that cute because I was not that good of a drawer. But when I did, I was an artist. I thought it was so good. So when I used skin color, even when I was drawing myself, I would always use that light peachy tone and never the brown because I always thought that was like dirty or like not something that is beautiful and so internalizing that fear that like i'm not beautiful was something that was such a huge part of my childhood especially growing up in a community that was mainly caucasian when i was younger was something that was very hard for me but now i try as hard as i can to embrace all the culture that we have and it's so beautiful so many like beautiful dresses so much beautiful like culture within our you know community and i feel like it's really important now to embrace that so how do you think you've like grown from that little girl who was so scared, you know, of, you know, what really is the beauty standard and not fitting it to now? Definitely. That's, that's honestly like a very loaded question, but kind of saying what you were saying about the whole drawing thing. Like I had a similar experience, but I personally grew up very, very like, I, I for some reason was very proud, I guess, of the fact I was brown. And so I would always use brown like for my skin color, but it was so ugly. You could never draw anything on top of it. So then I would always have like the worst art. And I'm not going to blame it on the skin color only. I was a bad artist, but I would have like the worst art. Um, But yeah, from there, like even when I would, I would try so hard to like compromise. I would try to mix colors together and all of this and there was nothing. And now I think they have like a skin color Crayola palette which is so cool so that's good um but I guess growing up I think a lot of my confidence came from um kind of like embracing Bollywood and embracing like different parts of my culture like that where I saw that you know in India like this is beautiful and then from there as I grew older I was like wait this beauty standard is very flawed as well because of all of this like all of this whole, you know, colorism or whatever. So then from there, as I grew older and I got smarter, I was able to nitpick and realize that this beauty standard is still flawed. And I honestly think just growing up and educating myself was the best way I got out of it. But I will say, like, it started out with Bollywood being, like, somewhat of a comfort. Like, hey, you know what? I'm not ugly everywhere. (laughs) It's okay. But then, you know, then you look at, you know, the actresses and you'll just be like, everyone here is borderline white passing and I'm not that and you know from there that's obviously something that changed um but I don't think there was like one huge awakening really which is kind of sad but I think being willing to educate yourself and listening to like amazing podcasts like this one um all you know all of those things are things that can like be wake-up calls so yeah yeah that's a really good point I feel like like you were saying there's not one you know thing that tells you you know we're not we're not ugly, we're beautiful. Like, it's like so much more. It's like a little kind of process that keeps going, keeps evolving. You know, as we grow older, we're going to educate ourselves about more. And like you were talking about um, with the flaws in like the Bollywood industry or like even the Tollywood industry, there's like a lot of lighter skinned, um, you know, actresses and they all have Eurocentric features. Like you were saying, very white passing. So, um, and knowing that I don't have as Eurocentric features is, you know, something that I've accepted, but I've also embraced. Like, yeah, I don't look like every other, you know, white girl, but that's okay because we have, you know, something that we need to embrace. And I feel like um, you were saying that Bollywood was your comfort. For me, I grew up up when I was younger. I would do classical dance because my mom is very, um, very much, you know, that South Indian mom, very much, you know, 
educating me about so much about um, embracing your culture and embracing your Indian heritage. So um, I grew up dancing Bharatanatyam and then I did Kuchipudi. So when I did those two, I spent every single Saturday going there and doing shows and performing and I learned so much. And my younger or my older cousin taught me dance when I was younger with Bollywood songs and I also found comfort there. And now I absolutely love everything about, you know, Indian songs. I love them. I love um dancing so yeah that's just something that I've worked into kind of my schedule like within the week I'll try to you know dance and do something that um makes me proud of who I am like culturally so mm-hmm. yeah me too I'm a, I'm a dancer too I did cut that growing up and I did Bollywood as well so that's that's kind of like I feel like that's something that people who do it will understand how helpful it is right. in the future mm-hmm. because then you won't get to embrace everything but yeah, that's really, really cool. I, I love Bharatanatyam, and I don't know too much about Kuchipuri, but yeah, it seems- <laughs> it's, it's super, it's super like, you know, um, fun because you get it, you get to do it with like a community that loves doing what they do, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's so, it's so fun. So, um, like going back to kind of the stereotypes of like what it is to be an Indian, like now, not within the community, but outside of the community, how do you think that like, um, you know, affected your daily basis or even right now your daily life when you see a stereotype being brought to light constantly? Mm -hmm. Okay, (laughs) there's so much to say here, but I think one thing that's really upsetting is seeing the stereotype played out by your own people. Um, It just, it, it kind of sucks to just see like, as much as we joke around about Asians, about those like brown boys who say the N word or whatever, like, yeah, that they exist. And there's like a species of those, but that genuinely is so upsetting because it's just, it's so hard to see like one minority group that, you know, has gone through the same struggles as you do just completely disrespect, not only their own culture, but other cultures. So I think that is a huge flaw, like having your own community have you know, all of these like flaws and people who aren't willing to stand with you and will think it's funny to like call Indians stinky or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like that's all crazy. But if we're talking about like outside of the community, I think it's a lot of internalized racism that's taught at a young age. A lot of the racism that I have faced like face to face, like been directly told was when I was very, very young. Whether that was being called a terrorist, whether that was being told that my skin was the way it was because I was born from mud, things like that. Like kids don't just learn that. Kids learn that, or kids don't just say that. They learn that from somewhere. And I'm not going to blame parents, but I'm definitely going to say that like you have a huge hand in how your child perceives other cultures and other people. And just because you may not know too much about a culture or a group of people, that doesn't mean you discriminate because that will legitimately create a domino effect for generations. And that affects kids a lot. That's why a lot of kids in our minority group, like whatever, what minority groups will want to not be their minority group or not be their culture because that's perceived as like, something that can be laughed at or you know something that's like for example with us stinky or like hairy or something like that like a lot of brown girls grew up like that and it's kind of sucks but that's how we start that self-loathe self-loathe wow I cannot speak today Mm -hmm. self-loathe um so 
it really just depends on how much you're willing to like recognize that there's a lot of internalized racism even in the community itself and then like take a step to get better and hopefully grow from that that so, was yeah. that was i agree with that 100 percent because everything that you said like about the role that parents have on you you know a child in general um the way you raise a child is how they're gonna treat others like if you treat them you know the way that you um you tell them i'm sorry if you educate them about how you treat others with respect regardless of your skin color regardless of how they look on the outside that's what they're going to put out there because that's what they learn from you you know because you're you're the role model in that situation especially at a young age i like looked up to my parents that's it that's all i looked up to my parents so at a young age when you teach kids like you know like you were saying the stuff that you were told when you were younger um like straight on was usually when you were a child and that's usually when kids are pretty mean because they're getting taught you know a certain thing they don't know better than what their parents are taught taught them or they don't know better what they hear um than what they hear around them so um teaching kids at a young age is a huge huge vital role in how they grow up and how they treat others of different cultures and even the same culture like you were saying the internalized racism and colorism within our community it's like so upsetting because it's still there even if it's like you know slowly dwindling down and hopefully it'll get better with you know um education but um the colorism that exists within industries and like tells you who they think is pretty like oh no you're too dark to be pretty or no you're like you you like you were saying with the outside you smell bad or like no i would never like an indian you know all that like you know stuff that people say um hurts a lot so I hope that like with generations that come beyond us that we as this generation are educated enough to teach our kids further on to respect people of all cultures regardless and know your boundaries like saying the n-word has so much you know impact because there is so much history behind that word that people refuse to acknowledge like if you say it in a song if you say just in general it's wrong because you don't know um well, you should know, you should be educated on the history of that word. And if you are educated and you're still saying it, that says a lot. So like, regardless of if you're a minority, that doesn't give you a right to abuse the words of other minorities, because as minority groups in, in general, as a human race, we need to stick together. So if you use words that are, you know, tearing down others in a very racially disgusting way, then you're hurting many cultures. And I hope, like, that's my hope for like, you know, this is a hope that'll take a very long time to kind of fulfill, but like to educate yourself on the history of words and just understand the impact they have, especially when the racial slurs and just racial words that racist words that are used to hurt others. So that's just what I learned from kind of educating myself on different words and different topics within not only our own race in like the brown community, but also like within other races. So. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely agree. And I also think there's obviously like the whole idea of educating is very, very important. And I think from once you're educated, you also need to remember that if you've made a mistake, it's okay. Or if you've acted a certain way, it's okay. But you need to be able to apologize and move on. Like, I think one example that was super helpful to me, I heard from a friend was like, when, when you realize that, let's say you have unhealthy eating habits, right? And you know, you're just like, I really have to fit into these jeans or something like that. And you know, it's unhealthy. If you go back to whatever size that was, you go out and you buy a new pair of jeans and that's a way of growing and being healthy. And like, 
from that's just an example of what you would do there so the same thing with like educating yourself for the way you act being able to say hey like it's okay that I did this but I need to make sure I don't do it again I need to grow from it and I need to be willing to grow from it and I think a lot of people will just hide behind their past and not really not really like want to acknowledge that it happened but it's okay to acknowledge that it happened as long as you grow from it and I think that's something that a lot of people are scared of doing and I think us as a community like we need to be a little bit more open and welcoming to understanding that some people will have messed up and they will have grown it just sucks because some people will not grow and so it's like this kind of goes into cancel culture so that's a whole other story but like there's definitely a part of the community that wants to grow and like some of us are not very open to that so I would also just say like I personally need to do this too where I need to be a little bit more forgiving to let people grow I don't know that's just something I I agree too I need to do that too so um you know with the new year I think that's a perfect opportunity to take it in and like try to understand how we can grow to help other people also you know learn and grow so Thank you so much for like talking about this. This was like an amazing conversation and I appreciated it so much. Of course. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Thank you.